it's brave like put them in a museum like give them a like give them literally like a whole wing of the smithsonian just like my night my night of gay sex (laughs) on the titanic I have a cinnamon roll to my left, and I have an eclair to my right. You think she's an eclair? I think she's kind of giving eclair this morning, because she's a bit more stretched out. Maybe cannoli. A cannoli! (gasps) Bunny cannoli! Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's definitely that. We are coming to you from our couch this Sunday morning, and I won't sugarcoat it, despite that we have sugar coated dogs on either side of us. This morning we were thrown some curveballs. So I th- I think we were both before we started recording like what should we do? Should we make this episode about how neither one of us totally feel like we woke up on the right side of the bed? And we have made the evaluative decision to not make this episode about that, but I will address something kind of briefly just in case any of y'all are going through something to let you know that I I don't know that you're not alone. And this is something that maybe we will experience forever, but hopefully we'll get better at it. We had a correspondence this morning with a family member that was trying to find some connection about LGBTQ plus rights. She was trying to find something in common with you like, hey, you might be interested in this uh, speaker, this like, um, account, basically. And it's like, kind of a transphobic account. We're not even going to explain the details. Yeah, the details are not super relevant. But you know, sometimes it it can be draining. I think it it can be exhausting to just feel like you're constantly needing to explain or like proof text, educate loved ones, family members on on who you are. And it never feels like the right time. Well, and I, when we talk to family about it, and they're like, well, that's why we need you to explain things because, like, it's easy to fall into the trap of the Bill Mars of the world and to get confused if you aren't already educated on these topics. And, like, the truth is, that is kind of the way the world that we're in. It's, there's a lot of snares out there that are Mm. looking to, confuse our otherwise well-meaning family members and make them think harmful things. And that's so sad because on the one hand, I want to say like, no, I don't need to educate you. You need to educate yourself. Like I don't have the energy or the emotional bandwidth to really do this. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, but the world where we live in is somebody else is going to try to get to them yeah, and make them think something that I know to be abhorrent. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to have to do the yeah. work of educating and correcting. But at the same time, just the world that we're in, you leave a gap for someone with ill intentions to plant other things in their mind. Does yeah. that make sense? Am no, I being no, too vague? No, no, no. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that y'all can probably relate to not wanting this to be your Sunday morning and then being like, oh gosh, like this is our, like we were looking forward to like doing the podcast and we just had to take a minute, take a beat to recalibrate. And I, and that sucks. And I'm sure that it's something that many of y'all have gone through where you, you have a certain expectation for your day and then like a Scooby-Doo, like the end of a Scooby-Doo, the mask comes off and it's like, God oh, damn it. It's homophobia again. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, no transphobia. Come on. Um, But we are not going to focus on that 
feeling and that experience in this episode. In fact, we're actually going to be doing something restorative, I think. We are going to take the energy of feeling exhausted about trying to explain gay rights, and rather, we are going to project gay rights onto fictional characters. <laughs> this is a game that I think I'm going to love. We've never played it before. I checked this time. We've actually not played this game. <laughs> well, you just came up with it in the last like couple weeks. Yeah, I think the title of the game is going to be like, gay rights, question mark? <laughs> so, and this is what it's going to be. Would they say gay? Would, <laughs> would they say gay? That's a better title. Well, y'all can vote let us know is it gay rights question mark or would they say gay rights right (laughs) would they say say parentheses gay right (laughs) um so this all started because we what were we doing i don't know how this like came into my little coconut mind popped into your mind i don't my head so i was doing the dishes one night and there i was i get a lot of good thinking done when I'm doing the dishes or when I'm like sweeping the house. Like I get a lot of good thinking done. And there the thought occurred to me, Jamie Sullivan from A Walk to Remember, played by the iconic Mandy Moore in the, I don't know, 2001 movie. I we, I don't know when this movie was made. Uh, I want to say 90s, but 90s yeah. movie? it was like our childhood. Okay. I don't remember exactly when. You look it up All while right. I continue talking. Can I go out of this? Page? Yes, you can. Okay. In this movie... Mandy Moore plays the character of Jamie Sullivan, who is basically like a goody two-shoes. 2002. uh, Okay, so the movie came out in 2002. Landon Carter was heading nowhere fast. What, are you going to expel me? It's time for you to start spending time with other kinds of people. Don't blow it, Landon. Jamie Sullivan. Wore that dress in the fourth grade. Nice sweater. (laughs) Thank you knew exactly who she was. <laughs> so what's your deal? Huh? You don't care what people think about you? No. Now, two people who had nothing in common. I need help with my work. Landon Carter's asking me for help? Please. Okay. Have everything to learn from each other. Landon Carter's coming here. Dad, I'm not a child. Well, it's him I don't trust, not you. <laughs> Landon. Nowhere, man. What's with you, man? It's like you don't even have time for your real friends anymore. Hey, Carter. So I'll see you after school. I'm in your dreams. Welcome to the planet. This girl's changed you and you don't even know it, man. Come on, Jamie. Open the door, please. Listen, Jamie, I was hoping we could... We could be secret friends. Exactly. It's like you're reading my mind. Great. Um, maybe you could read mine. Jamie, I miss spending time with you. Prove it. This is about me, okay? It's not you. We are through. Maybe you're just too scared that someone might actually want to be with you. And why would that scare me? Because you want to be with me, too. You know, I, I was getting along with everything fine, and then you happened. I'm not going anywhere. Please tell Jamie that she makes me want to be different, better. I might kiss you. I might be bad at it. It's not possible. Describe this character. She's like a goody two-shoes youth group preacher's daughter. Yeah, preacher's daughter. Princess. She's she's conservative. Quiet too. Yeah, she's like 
She's not the popular girl from youth group who no. is like she's kind of a loser. She gets yeah, bu- she, bullied. She gets made fun of. And part of gold though, she doesn't have a lot of money. Her dad's a preacher. You know, just sort of wears very simple outfits to school. Like not in the popular group. Yeah, heart of gold. And then uh, she hijinks ensue, and she kind of falls for the bad boy Landon Carter. Right? I think that's his name. Landon Carter of the school played by Shane West. And the movie is called um, A Walk to Remember the Book. It's based on the book by Nicholas Sparks, who does not say gay rights. Well, eh, I have a TikTok about that one. We can questionable. Questionable. Does Nicholas Sparks believe in gay rights? We up up to debate, I guess. We actually do kind of know if Nicholas Sparks says gay rights, which we think he does, but it's kind of a roundabout story. So Nicholas Sparks has or had a Christian school, and in 2013, there was a wrongful termination suit between the school and the headmaster, and emails started surfacing, and one of the emails was about uh, Nicholas Sparks saying that the headmaster could not allow for a gay club to uh, form on campus. The quotes were pretty damning. One of them was, not allowing them to have a club is not discrimination. Obviously, when this came out, he issued an apology and he says, no, actually, I do support gay people and gay marriage. And that's not how the, I didn't I didn't say what I meant <laughs> to this day. Nicholas Sparks has not written like an LGBTQ plus romance, but I want you to think long and hard if, if he's who you want writing that. <laughs> but apparently in 2016, he did include a queer character in one of his books. I don't think it was a significant character, though, because in all the reviews, her name never comes up. Hijinks ensue and... What's her face, Sullivan and Landon Jamie. Carter, Jamie Sullivan, and Landon Carter fall in love, and then um, more hijinks ensue. But they're sad hijinks, and then they cannot be together. And I don't want to spoil it because you know it's it's a good little this twenty year old movie. Yeah, I feel like maybe I'm being overly. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like most people have seen A Walk to Remember. It's a classic. Okay, so she gets cancer and dies. Okay, you didn't. Well, right. she has cancer and dies. Yeah, she's had it from the beginning. Yeah, she's had it from the beginning and then she dies. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's her, that's the plot. Trigger that's... warning, honestly, that might be hard for people to right. watch depending on your personal circumstances. But it's, it is sort of a, it's a romance. I was about to say it's a rom-com. It's actually not really funny at all. Um, But it's one of those like early 2000s, you know, romantic movies. I would love to see an edit of A Walk to Remember as a, <laughs> as a rom-com. No, it's actually very sad. Uh, it is it is very upsetting, but it's sweet. But it's very sweet. And anyway, she plays this very very Christian girl. So there I was watching washing the dishes, and I was like, this could have gone a few a few of two ways. She could be that sort of uh, Christian influencer who is very much like one man one woman. Uh, marriage is a burden and awful and difficult, and yet also a blessing from God <laughs> between one man and one woman. Gays need not apply. Or does Jamie Sullivan say gay rights? Because she is this sweet, compassionate, curious, and theater kid in the book and in the movie. So I asked Lizzie, I was like, do you think that Jamie Sullivan would say gay rights? And then we talked about it, and then we made a TikTok about it, and Mandy Moore never responded, and that's okay. Mandy Moore definitely does. Well, Mandy Moore says gay rights. We know, we know, we know. (laughs) But But does the fictional character... So this is the game that we want to play, is debating if fictional characters beloved fictional characters would say gay rights so let's start off with jamie sullivan does she say gay rights here's the thing i see jamie as having kind of 
a spiritual side. And I by, by that, I mean a less traditional religion and more spiritual side. I feel like if she had lived longer, then she would have been able to explore that and would have been able to like maybe go through a phase where she was separating from the indoctrination of her dad's church to some extent. So like when she does her before I die bucket list type thing, a lot of the things are kind of like a little risque. Yeah, a little risque and a little bit um, like thinking of uh, metaphysical dreaming and I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Because she likes to go to graveyards. Yeah. And she likes um, looking at the stars. So like she was an astrology girly that just didn't know what astrology an was. Astrology girly. Well, <laughs> she was an astrology. Em- emphasis on the ass. I, I don't say that word a lot. Clearly. So, so I don't really know where the punctuations are. Astrology. The punctuations. Well, like where the syllable goes. Okay. What do you how what how do you say it? We woke up on the wrong side of bed. Um, I, astrology. I think if I'm saying astrology, I think I've woken up on the right side of the bed. Okay. Astrology. What are you saying? Astrology. Astrology. So you're not really talking about the S. The not. S is not doing a lot well, of work. Well, there's one S, not two. Right. That's true. Astral. <laughs> astrology. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing up Jamie's spiritual side is that I just feel like she is not so entrenched in I can only think about and believe in and follow exactly what my mainline evangelical church Mm. says. Like, she has more of an open mind. And for that, I feel like she probably didn't really consider this topic during her fictional lifetime. Because she was brainwashed. Well, I just think it hadn't come up because she was more sheltered than sheltered. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think and she had also a lot of other things on her mind, such as her own mortality, which (laughs) was quickly approaching. So (laughs) so anyway, I think that uh, I do think that she had I think she was very, very loving and like she tended towards wanting to believe that all people are who God made them. I I feel like she could have gotten to a point where she was accepting, yeah. but she just what didn't have the context or the time. Yeah, like she could have been kind of a Brene Brown girly, you know? <laughs> sure. I'm not sure what that has to do with gay rights. Well, I is Brene mean, Brown a known ally? I'm I sure th- she I is. I think so. I'm, I'm sure, sure she is. Now I don't know. But I is she? Assume. I don't think she's like famously an ally. Is she not? Maybe now. I have no idea. This is the podcast that would launch that. (laughs) Brene Brown, famous ally. I mean, I think she's an ally. I'm just saying that's not like really her brand is like being an ally. It's not? I have no idea, honestly. (laughs) I I don't, I actually, I've only seen her one special, so I don't really know what she's about. But that's what I mean. Like the fact that I have no idea if she even is an ally probably means that she's not famously an ally, even if she is one. Like she hasn't been like a drag race judge. Exactly. Exactly. But yet. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, that we know of. All right, so pass me the phone. Let's do some more fictional characters. I have a fun little list for us. So what did you say? Would they say gay? Right. Okay, yeah, so I have an I have an answer for each of these, okay. but I kind of want to hear your instinct. All right. Would they say gay? Jason Voorhees. He is the slasher murderer I, yeah. killer from Friday the 13th. Um, the hockey mask. I think No. But the reason why is that he just, like, hates teenagers in general, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So if it's, like, he... <laughs> he hates horm- hormones and yeah. any sort of sexual expression. I, I feel like he, he's he doesn't say gay rights. He's not, like, affirming. He's not like, yes, I want 
you know, people to be all that they are called to be and to live out their truest expression of themselves. He doesn't want them to live at all. <laughs> so he's just kind of like, no, I, I don't want you to get that far. I want to take you out. Am I wrong? What, what was your... <laughs> are you about to spit out your coffee? That is so funny. That's so true. And you're like, he doesn't want them to... It's not like, I don't want you to live out your expression. I want you to straight up die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I, I said no because he really... You know, he always strikes when the teens are exploring any type of sexuality, even if it's heterosexuality. Well, it's only heterosexuality in the movies, right? I, I honestly am not that familiar with the franchise. I like the Friday the 13th movies, but it's the sort of thing that will like kind of pop on during the month of October just to kind of be cozy and watch a, a scary movie. But I, I haven't like watched all of the installations, I don't think. So there could have been queer characters. Maybe I think I remember... Maybe there was a new version where there was a queer character. Either way, I think he just hates all people. I think yeah. he hates everybody. I think he has reason to because people did try and cover up his murder. Yeah, like I think he has like a reason to hate people, but certainly not to be as vicious of a murderer as he is. But he definitely does not say gay rights. He says no rights. He says everyone exactly. die. Okay, Hannibal Lecter from silence of the lambs never seen it never will and don't really know anything about this character so you tell me okay so i will say yes he absolutely says gay rights and is very informed on gay rights specifically i think of and i really hope i'm not getting this wrong but there's a scene where he makes a distinguishing remark that buffalo bill who is like the villain of silence of the lamb i mean silence of the lambs there's actually kind of a few villains but like the serial killer that he and uh clarice starling are trying to hunt down together like this sort of unholy bond of a cannibal in a prison and this detective is buffalo bill and he's like buffalo bill is not actually trans because he's like it's it's basically like he's working out his trauma. He thinks that he's trans or something like that. It's it's very convoluted. But 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 Hannibal Lecter makes the distinguishment that this character is not trans. Billy is not a real transsexual, but he thinks he is. He tries to be. He's tried to be a lot of things. I expect. And you said that I was very close to the way we would catch him. What did you mean, Doctor? There are three major centers for transsexual surgery. Johns Hopkins, the University of Minnesota, and Columbus Medical Center. I wouldn't be surprised if Billy had applied for sex reassignment at one or all of them and been rejected. On what basis would they reject him? Look for severe childhood disturbances associated with violence. Our Billy wasn't born a criminal, Clarice. He was made one through years of systematic abuse. Billy hates his own identity, you see, and he thinks that makes him a transsexual. But his pathology is a thousand times more savage and more terrifying. Actually, now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, is that gatekeeping? <laughs> now I'm like, wait a I don't second. Know. I'm not really well, only only because I think that's interesting because Buffalo Bill was obviously a a psychopathic murderer who was like killing people and like taking making skin suits out of them and that is not being trans and so Hannibal Lecter was the character who said that was like oh that's not 
actually being trans. That's just being a crazy murderer who wants to wear people's skin. I mean, maybe he's acknowledging that there's a real problem with representation of how trans people are often the villains. Yes. And I, they shouldn't be, like, b- by virtue of that, they can be the villain, but they could be the hero. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at with saying that Hannibal Lecter <laughs> would say gay rights, okay. is I do remember that that character had a more seemingly evaluative understanding of this very scary character that was not like, no, 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 like, this character is killing people not because they're trans, <laughs> because they're a murderer. And the two have and nothing, the two to, have do nothing to do other. with each other. And I was like, wow, Hannibal Lecter, wise. <laughs> okay, I mean, I can buy that. Mary Poppins. Does Mary Poppins say gay right? That's rights? such a good one. Honestly, I'm thinking no. You think no? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in so long, and I didn't see the the new one with... I forget the name of the actress. Emily Blunt. Yeah. I didn't see the new one, but I've seen the old one like maybe one time and I kind of know the the character. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's very jolly and happy, but she kind of seems like somebody that would just, she wouldn't go out of her way to like crusade against queer people, but I think she would just kind of be like, you know, I think that's something best left to adults if they want to decide to do a certain life than they can but it's just not best in like polite company so what i wrote down is mary poppins does support gay rights but does not support kink (laughs) (laughs) can you elaborate i think that she's one of the people that's like no kink at pride (laughs) okay (laughs) that's that's what i think i think it's like she's too polite yeah yeah, yeah. like i think that she loves queer eye i think she's like yes queer eye makeovers and then when it's like queer as folk like no queer sex scenes no Mm. not like basically like down with i think mary poppins kind of loves rainbow capitalism is she straight do we know no we don't know Hmm. okay but i think that there's some repression going on because there's a lot of like there's a lot of performance that that to me Mm -hmm. reads as like what are you what are you performing from yeah. What are you distracting us from? She's pretty flamboyant, too. Yeah, like she flying is. in on an umbrella. Practically perfect people never permit sentiment to muddle their thinking. Does the Grinch say gay? Yeah, I think so. The Grinch is like pure camp. I you feel think? Like, yes. I feel like the Grinch is sort of a flip side of Jason Voorhees, where like, obviously before his heart goes three sizes, spoiler, he just kind of hates everyone, but he's an equal opportunity hater, and I feel like he has... he. I can see him in his little, like, fuming in his little cave and being like, I hate the who's. Like, mm-hmm. the straight ones, the gay ones, I hate them all equally. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think he says gay rights to the extent that, like, he has no reason to treat anyone differently, whether they're queer, straight, cis, trans. He treats them all the same in his little Grinchy way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I you hear that. You don't think so? I said that the Grinch would operate under a don't ask, don't tell policy. Interesting. I think that the Grinch is basically like, I don't want to know anything that anyone is doing. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see Don't that. ask, don't tell. <laughs> I don't want to know. Pride, hell no. Hello, little girl. How dare you enter the Grinch's lair? The impudence! The audacity! The unmitigated gall! But I do think that in... So I'm a huge... Like he would crash a pride parade. Yeah, I can see that. But in a camp way. Yeah. I love the original Grinch. I'm not the biggest fan of the Jim Carrey Grinch. It's fine. It's not like... 
I haven't seen any of the newer adaptations beyond that. My my knowledge stops at the Jim Carrey version, which was like around 2002 as well, I think. Something like that. But the original from like the 60s or even earlier is my favorite Christmas movie. One of my favorites. I watch it every single year. Um, but the Jim Carrey one, I feel like there is kind of an allegory in the backstory that they added about like a kid who's different. So that's kind of mm. an interesting piece of the puzzle that that is an interesting if you haven't seen that one like so the original grinch he's just the character of the grinch we meet him as like his adult self basically but in the jim carrey live action version they go back and they kind of examine like where did the grinch come from how did he end up on mount who or whatever up in the mountains was he ever down with the people like what's the relationship there and they kind of show this like kid that was very different and who was like bullied and um went through like his first feelings of love towards mm-hmm. someone and that like was he faced like a severe rejection that drove him away from people so if you think about it there could be i mean the relationship there is straight to the extent that like the grinch has gender which i think he does mm-hmm. but like does he does he though i know that's the thing so like is the Grinch queer canon? I think he could be. I know that we're using... he. The Grinch strikes me as a he-they for sure. Mm, like okay. he-they energy. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any one he-they energy. All of this is really kind of tracking energy, for me. There's not one... You're, you're right. There is I'm not, not saying you were suggesting that. No, I no, just, no. But I just mean that the Grinch... As we sit here and reflect on the Grinch and the myth of the Grinch, that's just not a straight thing to do. To like isolate yourself from society. That's why from the um, from the jump, I was like, definitely says gay rights, but only to the extent that he's like, yeah, it's just, it's not like he's going out and championing gay rights because he has other more grinchy things to do. Yeah, that's why I was kind of like a don't ask, don't tell, because he like wants yeah. everyone to mind his mind their business, you know. Yeah, but equally, he doesn't want to hear about people being straight either. Definitely not. I think he wants to hear about people being straight less. Yeah, exactly. So he, yeah. Anyway, okay, Katniss Everdeen. That's Does Katniss really Everdeen one. say gay rights? I recently went on a... I think she's a secret Republican. Like, maybe. Oh, That's no. I don't know. I went on a on a rewatch streak. I watched the first one on a plane because there was, like, no good options for some reason. And I was like, huh, The Hunger Games. I haven't seen that in years. Like, sure, I'll rewatch it. And it was kind of fun. I was like, I'm going to finish the series. So I finished the series on streaming when I got home. You were somewhere. I don't know. We were apart. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole... I don't know, the whole like political setup of this dystopian world is very interesting. And I feel like has some major holes that like it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I'm not who am I? It's an extremely successful franchise. And I do think it's really well thought out and a really interesting concept. It's also like I feel like it's very, very dark and people don't really treat it that way. Even um, though it's like No, I remember being like, This is chilling. Yeah, but people are I don't know. I I wouldn't say I like love the series, but it is interesting. It's like it keeps you thinking. Mm-hmm. And all of that being said, I just feel like Katniss is not as straightforward as the hero that we might dream up for ourselves. What do you mean? I don't want to give too many spoilers, although it's years old at this point. But I'm not really sure like exactly what she's fighting for other than her people to be able to live their way of life Mm -hmm. and for the capital to 
not like control everyone and have all the money and power, which I agree with that general sentiment. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like her people's way of life, I'm not sure like what their values are. But I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't know. That's a good point. I don't know if they ever really clarify that. They just sort of want us to think that their values are good because they seem to be a more simple people yeah. than the capital. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, I agree point. to the extent that it's kind of an anti-capitalist theme. I agree. Like, I'm on board. But I'm also, I don't know, some of her... I, I'm being so vague because I have just had haven't seen the movie now in like a few months again because i watched them last fall and i kind of can't remember exactly why i have this thought in my mind but i have this thought that like i'm not sure exactly where she would fall in like today's political climate yeah i I said katniss everdeen would say gay rights and is gay but really because she's obsessed with two boys did did she seem obsessed i feel like obsessed I just never oh, – well, okay. maybe that maybe this is the lens with which I saw the movies, and I have not read the books. But with the lens with which I saw the movies, I never thought that she was that obsessed with either Gail or Pita. I feel like she's very cold, and I don't mean that in a judgy way. Like, she's just more closed off and more cold. But she makes a lot of decisions based around these dudes. God, that's so weird. I just thought that she seemed gay. Yeah, she does. TBH. She just she just seemed kind of kind of fruity in my opinion. <laughs> and that that's why I think she would say gay rights cuz I think enough time would go on she'd be like, I don't know if I'm as straight as I thought I was, straight as the arrows that I'm <laughs> shooting and killing other children with. Uh maybe there's something I should consider here and I think in time she was able to live in peace for long enough, mm. she uh may may discover a rainbow in her heart. Okay. That's what I think. Well, according to the end of the book, she lived happily ever after with... Who? I believe it was Peta. Oh. I could... People are really screaming listening to this, like, it was Gail. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so Peta was the guy that she went through the Hunger Games with. Yeah. And Gail was, like, her childhood sweetheart from her district. Yeah. Who was it? I feel like she ended up with... Let me just look it up right yeah, now. Yeah, look it up. Who did Katniss end up with? She marries Peta, Peta. Okay, and that's has what children. I yeah. Like, Gail would have made sense, like, going back to her childhood sweetheart, who she wanted to be with originally, but Peta, mm-hmm. like, against her best... In, uh, guessed her best Against her best intentions, she ended up falling in love with him, even though they were, like, enemies at first. I just never thought there was chemistry between anyone in those movies mm, yeah i don't know I, I i really enjoyed the movies but the chemistry level was not there you know where there was some chemistry though our last contestant on would they say gay parentheses right wait i have a couple i want to run by you too oh okay but the last one of yours the last one of mine edward cullen would <laughs> edward cullen say gay rights speaking of hot on-screen, on-screen chemistry with a co-star. Okay, I actually feel like I have a really good answer for this one. I okay. think he would not, but he would What? But okay. listen, he wouldn't be, like, vitriolic about it. He wouldn't be, like, gay people or, like, scum of the earth or anything like that. But he's such a know-it-all, and he's such... He's, like, kind of quietly egotistical, I feel. Like, yeah. he's very much, like well, I've been alive for, like, 100-whatever-plus years, Mm -hmm. and, like, I just know things, and, like, I'm so smart, and I'm so good at music, and I'm, like, just great at everything. Mm -hmm. And he also is 
so unhinged with his obsession of Bella. That's true. And so I feel like he would be like, no one, like the purest love is me and Bella and we're a straight couple. So there can be no more pure love. Like other people can try to imitate what we have mm-hmm. and gay people, it's like a more shallow imitation perhaps of like the de- the depth of the love between me and Bella. You're beautiful. Beautiful. This is the skin of a killer, Bill. Yeah, I said that, yes, he would say gay rights, but not enough, in my opinion. For being alive that long, Mm -hmm. you should be as boundless in your understanding of sexuality and gender. You should be as expansive as a person existing on Earth could be. Now, I know that he's not a person. I understand that he's a vampire, but, like, I want to see more energy for the queer community from all of the Cullens, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Like the fact they're this old, they're they've they've experienced this much of life, and one of them is married to a Confederate soldier. No, no. Yeah, that's simply true. no. Like that that's what from all the Cullens, they could be they could and should be doing a lot better mm-hmm. um than they are. Like we meet them and they're just like fucking lurking and loitering around a town in washington like a small town in washington do better for yourself want more they have apparently all this knowledge like what is edward edward has been in school for how long and he still finds a desire to go and argue with a 17 year old about metaphase and prophase in biology do better for yourself we can't get into the biology thing again. i know i know but i'm just saying that like that you're still so stunted in mm-hmm. your growth as a person, in your maturity as a person, even though you are a vampire, so you should even have maybe expanded consciousness. So the fact that your sexuality is that sort of stagnant, I'm disappointed. Yeah, we know you get a little heated. So I say that. I say yes, he would say gay rights, but not enough, not okay. nearly enough. All right. So I just had a couple that I thought of. For some reason, I was more stumped than you on mm-hmm. thinking of these. But one that was going off the Jamie Sullivan thing is, what do you think about Noah from The Notebook? Definitely no. I think no as well. No in a scary way. Oh, really? Yeah, I think no in a Bible-thumping way. I don't think, I think he's he that Bible-thumping. What? In the book, he's way more Bible-thumping. Oh, yeah, I, I think. think. I Yeah, that, I guess, makes sense. Because all of Nicholas Sparks' books have kind of this, like, Christian undercurrent. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but he and Allie had quite the romp when she was engaged to someone else. Yeah, that's true. So that's a little... I mean, depending on your own morals and ethics, that could be against the Bible. But I think that... Yeah, fair enough. But I, th- I think that he is definitely, like, the one man, one woman... And he's, but he like views it in this very kind of scary literal sense of like one man, one woman, and Allie is my one woman and always will be my one woman. There was no infidelity happening because she was actually always mine. She was always meant for me. She was created for me and me alone. Really? She belongs to me. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass, which you are 99% of the time. I don't know. I feel like that's more... Lon or whatever her was his name Lon. I think it was Lon Hammond. Lon. How am I finding these names? You really are. Like how am I finding them? What was in Noah's my last little name? brain? There was Allie Calhoun. Allie or was Cal- it Noah? No, Cal- Noah Calhoun and Allie Samuels. No, it's not Samuels. Allie Quinones. I feel like um, it was also a C, but 
regardless. Allie Calhoun. I, was I'm it not... Allie Calhoun? Maybe no, it's Noah Calhoun. Noah Calhoun. <laughs> Allie <laughs> Hamilton. Allie Hamilton. Allie Hamilton. Noah Calhoun is the main protagonist of the 2004 film The Notebook. He's the boyfriend and later husband of 17-year-old Allie Hamilton. At a summer carnival in 1940, Noah saw Allie. He fell in love with the wholesome young lady and wanted to go on a date with her. And that's what comes up on his spark notes. (laughs) Boy, it's a real making it brief. Okay, my last one, and I hope you agree with me because I have strong feelings about this, is... Rose, I always forget her last name, Decatur Bewitt or something. Yeah, Rose Decatur Dewitt. <laughs> What's the last? Rose from Titanic. Yeah, Rose from Titanic. It is Decatur Dewitt, something like that. Something. Dewitt Decatur something. Um, would she say gay rights? Yeah. Yes. She's like kind of Judy Garland camp. Yeah, I feel and like I just, she has. A, she's. I think she is straight, but yeah. she is like a good Judy to many. Yes, I feel like she's a good Judy. I feel like she would be a friend and an ally to those in need and she is really not interested in the stuffy hoity-toity first class situation she's down in steerage partying with all kinds of different people yeah yeah Yeah. are we saying that the queer people would be in steerage do you think there were gay people on the titanic yeah for sure where i'm not saying all the queer people are in steerage i just mean she's like there's all kinds of different immigrants and different people from different places right, the than way where that, she like grew the way up. that the class system was like so yes, literal on the titanic exactly yeah. and she's like um she's just very interested in like meeting all different kinds of people not just the people she's surrounded with in first class if anyone me could find me if anyone listening could find me a documentary on queer people on the titanic I would be forever grateful. I don't think it exists but I don't know if there's a whole documentary on that but there definitely but there should be I don't know if there was any like couples. Like, do you think but that maybe there, there were? What did did gay sex happen on the Titanic? Yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. Had to have. When there's hundreds of people all drinking and happy before the iceberg, and do you think I, we'll ever hear their stories? I mean, some of them died. Right, a lot died. A lot of them did. But uh, I don't know. I hope someone would have come forward though. <laughs> forward i would like to report i had gay sex on the titanic <laughs> yeah i'd like to file a formal formal uh, record of this yeah exactly it's brave like put them in a museum like give them a like give them literally like a whole wing of the smithsonian just like my night my night of gay sex <laughs> on the titanic Stop. we would come in droves like that's the thing that gets me so frustrated is as we are on the cusp of june being pride month and pride month is upon us every year they give us a bunch of stuff for pride month for and i and, and i'm yes yeah and i'm and i'm thankful for that you know it's great that like we we have a, an episode on our thoughts on rainbow capitalism you can go back and take a listen if you want but like you know what? I'm I'm happy that we are in a more accepting and kind world. But yet every year they never give us what we want. I want I want to know if there was gay sex on the Titanic, and I want it to be in the Smithsonian, and I want there <laughs> to be an exhibit, and like a very proud person, like with their photo taken on like right before they get on board of the Titanic, like holding what we now know is a bag full of like condoms from the time or whatever. Stop. Like I want I want that story. Like that's what I want to see. That's that's a bravery that we never discuss, that is never celebrated. I want that. I don't want like a shirt that says born this way. Actually maybe I do want that shirt. But like I want two things. We can do two things at the same time. 
Yeah. You know? Um, One of the kids I went to elementary school with, his grandmother was a Titanic survivor. But she had she been gay? like... Well, she was... I, I don't know. I assume <laughs> not. But she was also like an infant on the Titanic oh. because <laughs> it's been quite a while since right. then. <laughs> right, right, right. So Fair I enough. think she had a Fair different enough. experience. Well, maybe there were kids on the Titanic who grew up to be gay. Like we should track that's them the thing. down. I'm sure that's the case. Has to be. Especially because a lot of kids did survive. Yeah. Because women and children first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's true. What about Fabrizio, Leo DiCaprio's friend in the movie? Yeah. He seemed a little, little, could be gay. Yeah, could have been. Honestly, could have been. I know. But we didn't follow him for the movie, no. so we don't know what happened to him. Well, Who I knows think he died. He, he got, like, crushed by a... Oh, my God. Um, what? I think they showed, like, one of the smokestacks no. like, fell on him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and we can't really watch it because you get really upset at the end. It's literally my favorite movie of I've all I've never time. seen you cry the way that you cry at the end of Titanic. I always cry. I looked over. It was our first time watching it together. I looked over and I was concerned. Like your <laughs> face was like swollen and you looked at me and like you had this like helpless look on your face. You're like, I can't help my response. Well, here's the thing. We can end with this, perhaps. There's something about, I honestly might get like emotional even thinking about it. I don't know why, but the titanic is definitely my favorite movie if anyone had to say like what is your favorite movie of all time easy titanic there's many other movies that i like a lot but titanic is to me like a perfect film and it's just it's everything it's very sad when obviously jack dies at this point i can't be sorry about giving spoilers for titanic the oscar winner from 1998 or whenever it came out Jack dies, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. That's sad. There's many, like, sad moments. I mean, many, many people lose their lives in real life on this ship and in the movie. But the part that, like, something comes totally undone in my psyche is when the very end of the movie, so you see Rose as an old lady. She survives as Kate Winslet's character. A different actress plays her, like, 90-year-old version. And she she's like visiting the site of where the Titanic went down on like a research ship. And she of course drops the heart of the ocean into the, into the water to say goodbye to Jack and like to, anyway, it's, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't even know what to tell you, but basically there's like this jewel that they're searching for, which is like the most, one of the most expensive diamonds of all time. It's like this deep blue diamond, whatever. Anyway, at the very end, she dreams that night that she's back on the ship with Jack and that she gets to be with him basically and they they meet for a final moment and like everyone on the ship applauds and like they can be together and they're accepted and i just like that moment in the movie is absolutely devastating to me more than anything else it's like uh like to live her whole lifetime she lives her whole lifetime and still as an old woman she's dreaming about like her love, her like first true great love. And like all she wants is for the ship to, like if she could have been with him, but they weren't accepted. Wow, okay. Oh lady. So do you think that just makes makes you think in some ways about like your when you were a kid watching it and like your whole life wanting? I don't know, but like something about this movie, I can't even talk about the ending. It's just like, I know I see <laughs> I literally can't even talk about the ending of Titanic without crying, but like just it's like two things. It's like just to know that she's lived like this whole beautiful long life. She had like other kids, she ended up getting married, but like when she goes to sleep at night she just like dreams about Jack and like her greatest dream is just that they like could just have this moment together on the ship and like the ship is beautiful and it never sank, you know. It's just like oh my god, it's 
very beautiful. I don't know, just the movie, it, it like tears me apart, but I definitely think Rose would say gay rights. She understands the meaning of love and I feel like she's such a romantic that like any true romantic like that just would want that for everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this game was meant to, <laughs> this was meant to be a silly haha giggle game. Um, and we did, we did take it to a sentimental place, but that is what you can expect here. And I, I'm good now. Okay, you're I'm fine. Over. Yeah, she's fine. You're over it. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening in to our podcast. How do you describe this to someone that doesn't listen? Like this, just just the most unhit weekly, an unhinged weekly recap with the Baltridges. We are so thankful to have spent another week with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, if you have some fictional characters that you would like us to discuss on what I hope is a reoccurring segment that we have yet to fully decide on a name let us know and if we assessed a character that you disagree with also let us know you can always write to us at under our roof pod at gmail.com and while you're doing that feel free to rate review and subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're getting your podcasts we are an independent podcast so it really does help us out as we try and sort of grow and make some strides in our community building and promotion this year That's going to do it for us this week. Wherever you are in your life, I hope that you feel uh, loved and cared for and that you're taking care of those who you love in your life. And with that being said, we will see you next week for another episode of Under Our Roof. My dear, in a sweet old-fashioned way, my love for you. Is constant and new, no matter the change of.